0: I'm your host, Elaine Watts, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies, top tools and resources, and interviews with leading industry experts and successful holiday homeowners. We ask them to pull back the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Are you ready? Here we go. Hello and welcome to the Holiday let Success podcast. I'm your host, as always, Elaine Watt. So in today's episode, I wanted to have a look at OTAs. Listing sites, booking sites, online advertising agencies, however you name them or have heard about them, they are all essentially the same thing. And that is a place for you to advertise your holiday home to reach the most potential guests and get the most bookings. Now, OTA stands for Online Travel Agent, and I was so confused when I first heard that term because it was a term that I heard much later into my journey as a holiday home owner. I'd always referred to the listing sites as the listing sites, oh, I could call them channels, platforms, and I tend to use a variation of those terms. But I, I had never come across the term OTA, so I wanted to share my experience of these different terms for you today. So, in my understanding, because I end up with the same results as in a booked guest. I don't feel there's any difference between an online travel agent, a listing site, an advertising platform. But if there is anyone out there that's listening that knows more than I do about the difference between an online travel agent and a listing platform, please come and tell me where that came from and what the differences are. But from my perspective, I want the same result from using these sites and that is a booked guest. And as long as I get that, I blanket statement call them all the same thing. But I would be interested to hear your opinion. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the top five places that I advertise and I'm going to give a bit of a breakdown on a few different areas. Things that affect me in my day-to-day use of these listing sites in my business. So I'm going to give a score out of 10. So firstly, effectiveness from a bookings received perspective. Second, commission rates. How much am I getting charged per booking received percentage wise? Customer service. If I need assistance as an owner, how easy are they to get hold of? How effective are they? Ease of pricing and as part of that ease of control over my listing, how easy is it to keep, what have I actually got control of, and what do the listing site forcibly put into place? Dashboard ease of use, this is hugely important, because if you struggle to find your way around the dashboard, chances are it's going to be more difficult for you to keep that platform up to date, and it's going to affect your time on that site because the less up-to-date it is, the less bookings are going to come in. Connectivity with channel managers and you'll see an episode coming up soon about what exactly a channel manager is but for those of you that have come across channel managers before, it's your central calendar but I will go into full detail about what a channel manager is and how to use them in a future episode so look out for that. And finally, an overview of my experience of what type of people actually use this particular booking site. Alright, so let's kick off with Airbnb. Now, firstly, effectiveness from a bookings received perspective. I would give Airbnb a 6 or 7 out of 10. When I first started advertising on Airbnb, I'd have absolutely given them a nine close to 10 on effectiveness, but as they've got bigger, I have received less bookings. I would think that that is down to the fact that they are so much bigger. There are more people listing their properties. There are various changes within Airbnb as well, such as Airbnb Plus. Um, Some of my properties we are taking into Airbnb Plus, but that's a story for another episode. But now I definitely say it's more of a six, sometimes a seven from an effectiveness point of view. I will also do another podcast or a blog post, not quite sure which one, on how I have best done what I can to increase my bookings from an Airbnb perspective to make sure my listing is absolutely top it can be the photos are as top as they can be if we have the option to join Airbnb plus we're joining Airbnb plus so next section Commission rates you can't get much better than the rates on Airbnb they're a huge platform you have you are open to the world if somebody's coming to your area Commission rate-wise, you, you're paying 3 to 5%. It's such a good deal. So, 10 out of 10. Customer service. If I need assistance as an owner, I've got to say, I haven't really needed any major assistance. Anybody that has come to stay from Airbnb, they've always been very, very good guests, and we haven't had any issues. I have been in touch with them recently about Airbnb plus there was definitely a mess up from their end from the Airbnb plus side of things but again I will tell you that story in a different episode where I talk about Airbnb plus and what I've done with my listing to try to to get more exposure on the site. When I did get in touch with them they were pretty quick to come back to me and as helpful as they could be. So customer service, from my perspective, I'd probably give them a seven out of 10. Just to flip it from the other side of things, when I've been a traveler with Airbnb, there was one time I was staying in uh, Birmingham with my son and his friend. We'd been to a cool event at the NEC and we were gonna stay in this property. Now they'd had an issue with the property in that day. We couldn't check in because they couldn't provide us with that accommodation anymore. When I got in touch with Airbnb, they were very, very helpful. They couldn't provide us with different accommodations. We actually just ended up driving home because I live in Worcester, which is an hour's drive. It was more of a treat for my son and his friend to sort of finish the day off as this this brilliant stay over as well as this event at the NEC. So we drove home and it was all absolutely fine and they were very, very good at giving the money back very quickly and they did what they could to re- re-accommodate us. The only reason they couldn't is there was just nothing available in Birmingham that night. It was just hugely busy, I guess down to events like the one that we were going to at the NEC. But customer service from an owner perspective, I'd give it a 7 out of 10 so far in my experience. As a guest, I'd give it more of a 9 because they were very, very helpful Ease of pricing, ease of control over your listing, 9 out of 10. It's very easy to list with Airbnb. I can control my pricing either within the Airbnb dashboard or using my channel manager. I can pretty much provide all of the content so I can write all of my listing information. So it's, it is, it's great, it's easy to use. So again, I'd go with a 9 out of 10. Dashboard ease of use. Once I'm logged into Airbnb, how easy is it to use? Very, very easy. It's a 9 out of 10. Again, it's very simple. It's all laid out beautifully. It's very user-friendly and it's easy to find your way around. Plus it's, it's gorgeous. It's very attractive. It's bang up to date. So definitely a 9 out of 10. Connectivity with my channel manager top-notch connectivity with Airbnb. They're a big platform. No reason why they can't have a two-way connection with my channel manager. So I actually set my prices in my channel manager and I push those through to Airbnb. It's very easy to do and they connected no problem. Never had any connectivity issues. So nine out of ten. If you noticed, I don't really like giving a (laughs) ten. Nine out of ten is good. I just want to always have that little scope for improvement. And finally, what type of people use this booking site? What sort of guests do I get that come from Airbnb? Airbnb guests are nine times out of 10, amazing. They're usually very, very friendly, very, very chatty they are excited to come and stay in a new area they want to interact with you they want to find out the information that you have about the local area because airbnb have created this huge community feel even though they are so huge they have managed to create a community feel and people that travel using airbnb really really embrace that And they do want to experience the area like a local. And they will turn to you to find out the information that they need about the local area. They want to know the best places that you've been. They want to know the best places to eat breakfast, the best places to go for a beautiful view, a great walk, a great night out. They're going to come to you for that information. Everybody that I've had from Airbnb, aside from a couple of anomalies, and I would like to call them anomalies because I've been using Airbnb for Close to five years now. And they are. there was literally two times when I've had an issue with a guest. Again, I'm not going to go into that now. It's a story for another time. I've got to hold that information in. But nine times out of ten, amazing guests. Really look after the place beautifully. They want to enjoy their stay. They want to look for the best in your place. And they want to look for the best in the area. So... People that come from Airbnb, lovely, highly recommend. Secondly, booking.com. Effectiveness, I, it's gotta be it's gotta be an eight out of ten, maybe eight point five, because a huge percentage of my bookings do come directly from booking.com. So they really do draw the bookings in. I mean, you you will see their advertising everywhere. And if you listen back to my episode with Yitka foralova from booking.com, I'll link it up in the show notes, you'll be able to hear Yitka talking about every step that people take on their website is geared towards getting a booking as quickly as possible. So every every interaction with booking.com's website is geared towards the user making a booking as quickly as possible. They take out as many barriers as is physically and humanly possible through the use of technology to make sure that they get a booking. The one goal for booking.com when people land on their site is to get something booked with that person. So from that point of view, they know what they are doing. They genuinely want as many bookings as possible and that is reflected in the percentage of bookings, certainly in my business that come from booking.com. Commission rates. So all the advertising equals big commission rates. They are a huge company and their commission rates start at 15% and they go upwards from there. So effectiveness, I said an eight, eight and a half out of 10 commission rates. It's gotta be a six because bookings that come in, they take a big chunk of commission. Customer service, hmm, it's, With booking.com, I'm gonna find it really difficult to give a set figure for customer service because it's so up and down. One minute, I'll get an amazing bit of customer service. I'll need help with a guest, trying to get an updated card, for example, and it'll be done in an instant. If I wanna change the name of my property, I've got several different properties and I've put three requests through for example say so I'm changing the name of three properties just slightly to reflect my business name in the title I have one immediate response and it's dealt with very very quickly one I never hear back from and one takes a week so it's there's no real set number that I could give for customer service because it's so up and down and I guess that that is to do with the size of the company when I've called on the phone if I do need any assistance every time I speak to somebody they are courteous and they are thoughtful it's very rare and I have had a few occasions that I've spoke to somebody less than helpful but as a general rule they do tend to be quite good when i contact them the only thing that i would say with booking.com is that i always feel like i am of lesser importance than the guest and i don't think that it should be, i think that that should that is the way it should be the guest is the most important however i don't believe without us providing accommodation there is no booking.com so we are equally as important as the guest and yet we are the override feeling is that when you contact booking.com if I ever get to a point where there's an issue with the guest I don't think that I am going to be taken into consideration I will let you know when that happens So customer service, I'm going to find it tricky to give a number on that, because it has been so up and down. Ease of pricing. Well, again, it's a bit tricky inside booking.com. I have really good connectivity with my channel manager, so I push the prices through from my channel manager into booking.com. Companies big as booking.com, taking as many bookings as booking.com, they have provided really stable connectivity with channel managers. And I'm jumping ahead, but this this links nicely. So ease of pricing, I would say, is about a seven out of 10. But when you connect your channel manager, I would say that probably pushes up to a number eight. When you're first getting going, getting your rate set, it can be a little bit confusing, but then it, you, you get the hang of it quite quickly. So I would say seven out of 10 for ease of pricing. Control of your listing. Insidebooking.com, once you've got your photos in there and you have ticked all the boxes to give all the pieces of information that your property has, all the amenities, the local area, it is completely out of your control. They, or their system, or their people, I don't know how it works, write all of the listing information and it, it follows a set, rule a set process i guess within booking.com it's not something that you have control over they put the information on there it's not like inside airbnb where you can write something beautiful about your property about your area put your bit of yourself into it it's not like that at all it's information and it's giving that information to the guest in the quickest way possible and again that does link back to the effectiveness in a way, because everything that guest does when they're on the site is to try and get them to make a booking. So control of listing, that's down there with like the fours. (laughs) There's no control. Dashboard ease of use inside booking.com. It's not the best. It's clunky, it's slightly ugly, it is improving. It's quite difficult to find your way around and unless you're in there every day for the first few weeks, it's it's quite tricky to find your way around. It's not massively intuitive. You do find the information you want eventually, but it is fairly time consuming. So although there are improvements and it is improving at the moment, I'm going to give that dashboard a six. Connectivity I touched on is pretty good connectivity. So we're going to go with an eight for that. And what type of people book with booking.com? People who book with booking.com are could not be more different to the people that book with Airbnb. It is a hundred percent a business transaction with booking.com. The people who come from booking.com expect a property, they expect a business behind that property they don't care who you are as an individual they don't care anything about the property or why it is there for example my holiday home my first holiday home is in my garden it's through the victorian uh, arch of a victorian walled garden it's got a lot of history i share the information about how that property game came there booking.com don't care There's just, they're just very, very different people. And I guess that comes back to the way that Booking.com present themselves. When you go on the Booking.com website, it is a massive database, a huge bank of every type of property you could possibly imagine. And there's no control on the listing, so there's no voice of the individual behind it. It's purely information, area, type of property, price, Do you want it? Yes or no? So that type of people coming to booking.com, they're a lot more demanding. They expect hugely. They expect, how can I put it? They expect a lot. Sometimes above and beyond what is even possible or that you may have said is available. So you may be compared to a different property that they've stayed in in the past and they may expect you to be exactly the same as them even if you've made it 100 percent clear you don't have on-site parking or you don't provide 10 extra towels for example if the past property did and you didn't you will be judged on previous properties even if you've never said that you provide that. So it's a really different transaction. It's a shock coming from Airbnb, which was my primary focus in the early days, going into booking.com. Eventually, you get used to it, it's fine. It's just a different type of person, different type of transaction. But yeah, it's different. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Again, you get amazing people through booking.com, as you do anywhere. But uh, the overriding thing with Booking.com, these people wanna get in, they wanna get on with their place, they aren't interested in any background, nothing, and, uh, and they'll make it known exactly what they think of you brutally online, so be prepared for that. But there is a payoff, you get a lot of bookings. If you want to chat to me a little bit more about booking.com and share your experiences, come and find us in the Facebook group. It's the Holiday Let Success Podcast Community. Find us on Facebook. Come in, have a chat, unwind, take it off your shoulders and uh, move on to the next booking. Don't take it to heart. Next, Home Away. I think everybody's heard of of Home Away. It was probably one of the original first booking sites where you could book online and people, holiday homeowners, used to absolutely love Away. Things have changed over the years as it's been bought out. As you'll find out in a, in a minute when I come to talk about Expedia, HomeAway are actually owned by Expedia and when you hear about Expedia, in my breakdown in a minute, it might make sense how HomeAway has changed. So HomeAway It was the absolute darling of the vacation rental booking world. It was the place where you went to book. And for owners who were doing rent by owner, certainly over in the UK and Europe, it was definitely loved because you felt well cared for. You felt it was a fair system. And the owner always said there would never be any guest charges. Well, that all changed when Expedia came in and took over HomeAway. Now, people that were there before the changes feel like they've got a bit of a raw deal as a holiday homeowner, as in the changes for guest charges that were promised would never exist came into effect, and guests do get charged to book using HomeAway, and that has affected people's bookings as in the owner's bookings, are down using HomeAway. Now, I didn't actually start using HomeAway very much. I didn't. I only listed one of my properties on HomeAway because I didn't like the pricing system. I then decided I'm just going to get everything everywhere as quickly as possible. I sort of gave it a bit of a test with the first property. So I missed much of the all in feeling that everybody had with home away and the changes that came about weren't didn't massively affect me but that's just a bit of background and you can read about that online i will link up a couple of articles about home away and the changes that went on if you're interested in finding out a bit more about the background but for now for me effectiveness of home away in my bookings i get a very very tiny percentage of people book my properties through home away so effectiveness for me I'd be going with a five possibly a five and a half commission rates not bad at all Um, they aren't as low as your airbnbs but they're not as high as your booking.coms so commission rates for me I would probably say is seven it's it's not massive I can't remember the exact figure off the top of my head Customer service. I have never had to get in touch with Away. As I mentioned, very few of my bookings actually come from Away, So I can't really comment on the customer service. If you have had experience of the customer service as a holiday homeowner with Away, please do come find me in the Facebook group. I'd love to hear your experiences so far. Ease of pricing. Now I found the pricing at home away a little bit tricky because you have to physically put in every single price. I wasn't able to push it from my channel manager originally. However, my channel manager has changed somewhat and I am now waiting for a new type of connection which should give me the two-way connection which allows me to push the rates that I already have created inside my channel manager straight through to home away so ease of pricing inside home away probably about six but if this new connection comes through i'm expecting nine (laughs) i'll i'll let you know control of the listing it's very similar to airbnb in that you can put all the information in there that you want you can tick all your amenities which is fantastic very very easy to do but you can also write about the property and the area and yourself. It can be more of an advert for you and why people should come and stay with you, your particular property. They can find out what your values are by reading about who you are, about how you treat your guests, whatever information you put in there, it's up to you. So control of listing, that's about an eight for me. Dashboard ease of use. If I'm on the PC, I think it's pretty easy, very straightforward. However, if I've picked up a message, say I've had a booking request whilst I'm out and about and I've got my smartphone with me, if I log in that way on the smartphone screen, it's it's hugely tricky. (laughs) I can never quite find out which property the actual inquiry is for. So then I can't go out and find out if there is availability, so it delays me in responding to the request because these are not confirmed bookings in Away. I tell a lie, you can get confirmed bookings. However, if I have a booking request where somebody wants a question answered and then asks about dates, it holds me back when I have a look on my smartphone as to if those dates are available because I can't see which property it is I seem to go round and round in circles, trying to find what the property is and then I have to just give up and get to my PC as quickly as possible. Then I can respond because I can see which property the booking has come from. So dashboard ease of use, eh, a lot of it is intuitive, so I'm going to be generous and give it a 7. Connectivity, I did touch on connectivity when I talked about the, the ease of pricing. If this new link with my channel manager comes off and I get a two-way link and they are managing that for me, I don't see any reason why I shouldn't be up to a good eight on that. Overview of people from home away. Well, it's going to be quite difficult for me to give a huge overview because I've had very few bookings from home away. However, The guests, which have been great, have just blended in and been great. But I had one horrendous guest from home away. Oh my goodness. This man was, he was beyond rude. (laughs) He was just awful. And sadly, he was at the holiday home, which is at my home. So I couldn't escape him. He was just there being miserable (laughs) for days. And it was purely down to the fact that he had misread my... Listing. It was either he'd misread the listing, or he'd read so many listings that he'd got confused. Booked ours, and he he expected a washing machine inside what inside what is a very tiny holiday home. I, of course, just to try and make him happy, I offered to do his washing for him. But there was no pleasing this man. <laughs> he hated me. It was terrible, and he he stayed for his full three days and just made sure he was scowling any time I went near him. <laughs> that was a funny one. I think though, wherever that man had listed, um, wherever that man had booked, he, he was not a particularly nice man. I think he would have fo- found fault wherever he had gone. So I think that was a bit of an anomaly. I can't really comment on the type of people that come from home away because nothing apart from that particular one has stood out. And I have a very small percentage coming from home away that allows me to, to give that sort of feedback. So apart from that, which we hope is an anomaly, let's assume everybody that comes from home away is going to be great. <laughs> okay. Moving on to number four, Expedia. Expedia are ginormous. They are, they, they. They they say their mission statement is our mission is to re- revolutionise travel through the power of technology, and they say their description of themselves is the world's travel platform. And they include some of the biggest names in travel booking: Hotels.com, VRBO, Trivago, eBookers, Travelocity, and Home Away. So when Expedia took over Home Away, that's when a lot of the changes took, took place including the things that I mentioned when I was talking about Away, like the introduction of guest fees. So Expedia are absolutely huge. Away are absolutely huge, but Expedia are even bigger and they now own Away. Okay. So let's break down Expedia. Effectiveness. First of all, for me, I'm going to give it a six because I don't have a huge percentage of bookings that come through Expedia. Commission rates, I would say refer to booking.com. They are high commission rates with Expedia. They operate in a very similar way to booking.com. Customer service, I can't really comment on customer service. I have a small percentage of bookings that come through them and I've never had an issue that may mean that I've had to contact them. So customer service, I'm gonna struggle to comment on that one. Ease of pricing super tricky, inside Expedia. I haven't been able to establish a two-way connection, so I haven't been able to push the rates through from my channel manager to Expedia. So I do have to go into Expedia and update all the prices by hand, which to me, I I can't stand doing pricing. It's one of my, it's like my least favorite area of, Holiday Homes is updating pricing. So a bit upset about that. Although I do believe that there is a connection coming up with my channel manager, which I will be making sure I look into because hate updating pricing across various sites. Drives me nuts. Control of listing. Again, refer back to booking.com. Very little control, you essentially tell them the name of the property, upload your photos, tick all the amenities, job done, they do the rest. And again, they are geared up to getting bookings the way that booking.com are. So there is an element of handing over that control to them cuz they, you know, they're like booking.com, they know what they're doing. And every move that somebody makes when they come onto the website as somebody who's looking to book accommodation, they are gearing Expedia to they they are gearing people up On the website to make a booking. Dashboard ease of use. Expedia's dashboard, it hurts my head. It's down there and like a two and a half. It's just so tricky to update, so tricky to find your way around. And they use different terms for each section than everybody else. So I am still stumbling around inside the background of Expedia. So if there's any experts that are listening that want to come tell me what I'm doing wrong in Expedia, I would love to hear from you. And indeed, anybody Expedia that knows how to run the background of Expedia, come tell me. I, I so struggle with the, the dashboard inside Expedia. I find it really tricky to find my way around. I find it really tricky next time I come in to remember what I might have find out, found out previously. It's just a whole host of just two and a half, just two, two and a half. Connectivity. It does update beautifully with my channel manager, not from a rates perspective, although I do believe that is coming, but. The calendar is always up to date never had any double bookings nothing like that so top-notch 8 out of 10. Overview of people coming from Expedia again I would say they were very similar to the booking.com people they are coming for a reason they want a deal done quickly they want to know where they're staying jobs are good so refer back to booking.com for the types of people that book through Expedia Overall, I don't, I quite like working with Expedia. I would just love a little bit help in that background, in that dashboard, cause I don't know what I'm doing. I'd love to know your experience in the background of Expedia. Please come tell me it's not just me that's stumbling around in the background there, <laughs> in the dashboard. Cause I, I get in there and I feel like a clown. I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like I've got big feet and I'm just falling over them. So feedback, anyone, <laughs> help. And finally, for this podcast, let's have a look at a TripAdvisor. A TripAdvisor is one of the oldest, best-known platforms. We know it for a variety of reasons, not just for booking travel. Anywhere that you are going, you might go on TripAdvisor and find out how good a restaurant that you're planning to, to visit is by the reviews that are on TripAdvisor it's it's hugely well known so it's one of those places you kind of have to be you've got to be on TripAdvisor because if you're not on TripAdvisor somebody can review you anyway so it's best you be on there and actually have the ability to connect to those any reviews and respond to them. TripAdvisor Encompasses some of the biggest names that we already know about. So there's Flipkey, Holiday Lettings, House Trip, Vacation Home Rentals, and they are all underneath the TripAdvisor umbrella, amongst several other smaller listing sites, too. So let's have a look at effectiveness. Bookings direct from TripAdvisor, not massive for me. I would say a lot, I'm, they're more on a par with HomeAway. TripAdvisors. Trip Advisors. I don't get a huge percentage from them. What percentage booking I get through my website because people have looked at Trip Advisor reviews is difficult for me to to measure at the moment although I'm looking at doing this but I have to believe you still need to be on Trip Advisor from this perspective. So effectiveness for me, direct effectiveness, I would say we're probably on a five or a six. I don't get many bookings from TripAdvisor. However, I would like to think that being on TripAdvisor gets me bookings in other ways. So I'd like to think the effectiveness in the background, so I might end up with either a direct booking or a booking from a different site like Holiday Lettings from being on TripAdvisor. So effectiveness, I would like to actually think that even though I can't measure it currently, is probably about a seven or an eight, but directly, probably down at a five. Commission rates, not bad, a little bit home away, a little bit lower than that, possibly not up there with the booking.coms and Expedias, not as low as Airbnb. So not bad, a six, I would say. Customer service with TripAdvisor, I have never had to get in touch with TripAdvisor feedback and sort of general feeling that I get about the customer service at TripAdvisor and it is just a feeling based on having read and chatted to lots of people about this is that it is quite difficult to get hold of somebody. Let's leave it at that. So let's hope I never actually have to get hold of somebody there. Again, your experience would be hugely welcomed. So come and say hi in the Facebook group and let us know. Ease of pricing. Again, it's very similar to Home Away in that you pretty much you have to go in and do all your prices. TripAdvisor, I have not got a connection with TripAdvisor that is two-way currently. I do hope that there will be one, and that's probably my channel manager rather than TripAdvisor because they are huge. But the the two-way connection from the calendar perspective, no problems whatsoever. Very quick, very simple and no double bookings whatsoever so ease of pricing i'd probably give it a five or a six control of listing very similar again to home away you can write in there the information that you need to put in there about your property you can elaborate you can talk from the heart you can put a bit of yourself into that as well as adding in information about the local area and of course Adding your photos and ticking all the amenities boxes as well. So you've got quite control of your listing there. So on a par with Home Away, I think I gave Home Away an eight. So we'll go with that. Maybe seven and a half, let's say seven and a half. Dashboard ease of use. Uh, I don't go into the dashboard very often on TripAdvisor, but it's it's one of those ones that's very I don't know what they're very similar. Home Away is very similar in the background to TripAdvisor, and it's it's a bit tricky to get around. Maybe that's down to the fact that I don't go in there that often and it's not hugely user-friendly In it's not hugely intuitive. So maybe it's the fact that I'm just unfamiliar with it. Maybe if I was in there a lot more often, it'd be a little bit easier. But because I don't go in there very often, I do find it quite tricky to use. It's not as intuitive as I'd like it to be. So dashboard ease of use, I would give a six. Connectivity, I would also give a six because I don't have the ratings connection. And again, I might be being unfair to TripAdvisor here. This might be solely down to my side, my channel manager. But I will look at that as well in the future. Overview of people who come from TripAdvisor, mostly holiday makers. And the small percentage that I've had, they're very friendly. They are holiday makers. They are off for a holiday, as opposed to somebody that's maybe booked from booking.com, they might be traveling for business or a variety of reasons. But TripAdvisor people, for me, in my experience, tend to be holiday makers. And lovely at that. So there we are. I've broken down Airbnb, booking.com, HomeAway, Expedia and TripAdvisor. I must reiterate that that is based on my experience so far. Now I have a variety of properties, from a holiday home that was specifically for holidays to more central properties which are useful for holidays. Somebody coming to visit our city, which is Worcester, there's a lot to see here, a lot for holiday holiday makers. But because of its central their central locations, they are also the type of place where somebody that's maybe visiting for business would stay because it's very, a lot of them are very central. Also, we have a university town, Worcester's a university town, so we get people coming to to stay because of the university. We've got a lot of business here and because of our central locations, people do book for a variety of reasons. So that has a bearing on the type of bookings you get from the different sites. The type of property that you have attracts all these different people that I've talked about. So you may have a different experience to me. However, the background of each property listing site, the dashboards of use, the connectivity, the control of the listing, I'd like to think that's, I've tried to give a true picture of what it's like to use those different platforms But there is, if there is somebody super techie out there, they might understand it and get around all of those a lot quicker than I do. But in my experience, that's how I've found it so far. But let me know what you think and what your experiences are of using the different platforms. And let me know if you had a similar experience or has your experience been completely different? I hope it's been useful for you, giving you a bit of an overview of the different types of sites, what you can expect from using those sites, and what sorts of people are going to come and visit you from those sites. Come and say hi in the Holiday Let Success podcast community. Let me know what you think of this episode, and I would love to hear your experiences. Look out for the future episodes, and bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Holiday Let Success Podcast. But remember, it doesn't need to end here. Find us on Facebook at the Holiday Let Success Podcast Community, where you can join a group of like minded, proactive holiday homeowners just like you. And don't forget to check out the website hlspod.com where you can join the HLS Learning Hub, our free membership site where you get access to all of the free resources that will help you towards your holiday-led success. Bye for now.